0: Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen Sisters and brothers in Christ Wouldn't it be wonderful if the Lord saved us and then in the next instant Took us home to glory What a relief it would be we wouldn't have to face temptations We wouldn't have to battle the flesh, you know, the temptations of to sin Uh, If right when we were baptized And the holy spirit came into our heart god just took us home to glory or whenever you came to faith in your life right we'd never even have the possibility of messing up our lives or having to live in what is the world to me we could just be whisked off to glory saved sanctified galvanized and glorified boom from nothing to everything well with the exception of a very few like the thief on the cross that doesn't happen And so, sometimes, then, to avoid the scum of life, the world, if you will, some have suggested sanctification by isolation, the life of the so-called holy hermit. You know, just withdraw from the sinful world, world, find a cave, avoid humanity, build a wall around yourself, huh? Well, the gospel today of the weeds and the wheat does not allow either one of those two possibilities, those extremes, The Lord knows that his children must live in the midst of what the Bible calls a crooked and a perverse generation. The late Ray Steadman preacher used to say crooked and perverse simply means we're surrounded by a bunch of crooks and perverts. Well, we are weed in a wheat field. Sometimes, you know, you people uh, who know me know that I grew up on a farm in southern Minnesota. Back in the days when herbicides, you know, those things that environmentalists hate but farmers love, those things that uh, take care of herbicides were not used so much back then in my time. If the wheat crop was not very good due to some bad weather, maybe a hailstorm or some uh, way too much rain or something, there would end up being more weeds than wheat in the field. We called it a little wheat in a weed field. And yet we hung in there until harvest time. And we would take one of those combines, one of those wonderful machines that farmers use, and they'd go through the whole field, and the weeds would be discarded out the back end of the combine, and the wheat would be collected into the combine's hopper, go up into a truck, and go off to market. Now, the yield might not have been very good in those weed fields, but the harvest, took care of the separation of the weeds from the wheat. Now, that's the image that I want you to capture as we take a look at this parable that Jesus told recorded in the book of Matthew. After all, you know, Jesus himself came to live among the weeds of this world, and he calls upon us to do the very same. With this warning, let me share with you as i mentioned there were eight times that the word world was used in that hymn what is the world to me Uh, something from saint john's first epistle general says do not love the world nor the things of the world right Uh, for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the boastful pride of life is not from the father that's from the world and the world is passing away also its lusts but the one who does the will of god abides forever what a great passage from john five times in those two verses he uses the word world and the original greek for world there is cosmos cosmos oh yeah let's take a look at that word cosmos you know when we see those wonderful pictures of the earth from the moon or from out in space that's what we think of right makes us think about the cosmos well that's not what john was talking about when he uses the word world or cosmos not the planet but the world order the things of this world manipulated by the evil hand of satan and his demons that's what john is talking about satan who pulls the strings of this world to achieve his wicked end the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the pride of life that's what's wrong with the cosmos and of course it's the result of the fall into sin it's the consequences of the of the god directed rebellion rebellion natural man is blind and dead and actually puts the fist out and is an enemy of god the scripture said it's the very noxious breath of creation gone wrong it's the focus of jesus prayer as a matter of fact the night before john 17 we call it the high priestly prayer he says i have given them thy word father and the world has hated them because they are not of the world even as i am not of the world i do not ask you father to take them out of the world just keep them away from the evil one hang on to that Don't take them out of the world. Don't take the wheat out of the weed field because there's a purpose for that wheat. So the challenge then of surviving in Satan's cosmos of living, if you will, in a weed field is to lift your head up high, stand tall, wheat, in the midst of all the weeds. You are God's kernels of righteousness. You you and I are supposed to be different from the weeds. That's our challenge, to be different. However, our parable about the weeds and the wheat teaches us that the privilege or the challenge to be different does not mean we are supposed to be removed from the world. Just think about it. If the Lord took us all home the moment we became his child, if we were all removed from the influence of the world all around us, then it would be impossible for us to influence the world all around us. Let me repeat that. If the Lord took us out of this weed field, then our ability to influence the weed field would be gone. And that's, after all, our purpose for living. Our purpose for living is to live in the weed field and overcome the weeds. And we should do that without any fear no no fear have no fear little flock after all the devil with all of his lies and all of his deceit cannot stand against a child of god who is armed with the truth of holy scripture the atheist armed with his lofty knowledge and his arrogant achievements humanism right cannot be compared to a faith forgiven sinner armed with the power of prayer and don't forget the fires of the eternal harvest the angelic combine if you will separates the person armed with only a life of selfish deeds and personal righteousness pushes them out the end of the combine worthless separates them from the blood-bought son or daughter of the king who clings by faith To Jesus' blood and righteousness, thy beauty are my glorious dress. So let's end with some summer encouragement from Jesus today. When you and I are tempted to get sucked and be corrupted by the crooks and perverts, here's four lessons I think that we can live by. Number one, pay attention to what you look at when all you can see around you are weeds, you gotta be careful what you look at. Remember from 1 John, the quote I gave you earlier about the lust of the eyes? Be careful what you lust for, what you look at. Maybe you're looking too much at what we sometimes call the good life, huh? Or about that quest for things that causes so many of our eyes to look to our bank accounts. Huh? Or many today look only for uh, leisure and pleasure seeking, the, the party time, or how about, how about addictions or shallow relationships and, and dare I even suggest moral bankruptcy. You know, I think it is said by historians that the Roman Empire fell not because of some conquering army, but from complete moral bankruptcy, living life with no regard for the guidance of God's holy will. So lesson number one, in a weed field, we got to be careful what we concentrate on, what we look at. Look to Christ. I have more to say about that in a moment. And when we are tempted to the contrary, then we go to number two lesson, encouragement, if you will. Give greater thought to the consequences than you do to the worldly pleasures. You know, one of the subtle lies of the world order, of Satan, of the cosmos, of the weed weed field, is that nobody ever mentions the ugly underside of sin. You know, the drunken fling might seem wonderful between 9 o'clock and midnight when you're partying it up, but don't forget the agony of the headache at 6 a.m. the next morning. You see satan never tempts us with the truth he is the father of all lies the scriptures describe him as the great deceiver the truth that the lord has given to us in his holy word makes it very clear and gives us all kinds of examples boy the chief example are the children of israel they never realized the consequences of their rebellion against god until they got wiped out in babylonian and assyrian captivity consequences. That's why, you know, Luther's explanation to the Ten Commandments all begin the same way. It says we should fear, love, and trust in God. Love and trust, yeah, we embrace those as Christians. But how about a little holy fear? And that does not mean to be afraid of God, but to realize that there are consequences. You, you know, and the Bible says, unto the third and fourth generation of those who ignore his holy will. Number three, begin each day renewing your sense of the reverence of God. Let me concentrate on two R words there, renew and reverence. Renew suggests that this is not something we do once in some high and holy spiritual moment Renew is something we do every day. I love that prayer, you know, of uh, King David in Psalm 51, renew in me, you know, the joy of my salvation. Every day, start each day by talking to the Lord in a holy moment of personal renewal and pause at the fact that the God of the universe, not the God of this world, the God of the universe, the creator God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, is willing to walk with you into whatever the day unfolds in front of you and even though he wants to be known as a personal god a friend a a loving parent a servant lord he also deserves then our unbridled awe a w e moses you know took his shoes off on the mountain because it was holy ground I believe there is real power in awe-filled reverence. I think one of the dangers of modern Christianity is that we just take it all for granted. We maybe see worship as either entertainment or ritual, huh? You know, the root word of worship is to fall down at the feet of the one who has done all things for you and bow down in holy reverence. That's what we do in worship. And when we do that at the beginning of every day, we launch into all the hours ahead with a tremendous source of strength and power. It's our eternal connection to all those daily decisions we have to make, with, of course, the absolute confidence that there is nothing that can happen to us today that Almighty God and you and I can't handle. But if we do waver during the day, and we will, Then number four is to focus on Christ to focus on Christ every day the writer to the Hebrews said it this way fix your eyes on Jesus not just some historical Messiah not a great teacher prophet if you will from 20 centuries ago but the Savior of your soul focus on the one who loves you more than any Romeo or Juliet in your life. Let your eyes glaze over and think about this for a moment. Imagine him as he walks with his disciples, touches those who are sick, prays to the Father, goes to the cross, busts his Easter tomb to pieces, eats fish on the seashore with his friends. Imagine him thinking about you, praying for you. Yeah, did you catch that in Romans 8? The Spirit even prays for us when we don't know what to pray because we are precious kernels of wheat, living in a weed field, smiling, that sometime soon, sometime very soon, the weeds, they're nothing. They're out of here. And we will become the harvest of God's cosmos. The paradise of God. Now, if you and I hang on to that vision, we not only are going to make it just fine during these summer months, but we're going to have the high and noble privilege of allowing our influence to affect the weeds all around us. I know this for sure from my farming days of my youth in Minnesota. Nothing keeps weeds in control like strong wheat and farmers who learn to control their harvest. Thanks, Lord, for the encouragement here in the middle of summer for your wheat, even though we have to continue living in a weed field. Thanks be to God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep our hearts and minds with Christ Jesus, day by day, life without end amen please rise as we uh, sing the prayer of response almighty father bless the word